This podcast is not personal financial advice. You're listening to the Aussie Firebug Podcast, the financial independence podcast for Australians. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Aussie Firebug Podcast, the financial independence pod for Aussies where I interview interesting people on topics relating to financial independence. Now, today is going to be a solo episode. I've just published a big fire slash life update post on the blog, and I thought it'd be helpful to turn it into a podcast too. I haven't been putting out a lot of content lately. A lot has changed and these I cover a lot of different topics and it's something that I've wanted to speak about for a while. So I thought I'd turn it into a podcast as well as a post. Before we get into it today, here is a quick word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by our partners at ShareSite, the number one portfolio tracking tool for Aussie investors. ShareSite makes it ridiculously simple with automatic holdings updates, comprehensive tax and performance reporting wrapped up in an easy to use fully cloud-based system. My favorite thing about using ShareSite is how easy it makes tax returns. Simply generate your tax report at the end of the financial year and voila, you're done. And here's the best part. It's 100% free for users that have under 10 holdings. If you have over 10 holdings and want to sign up, make sure you use my link to get the first four months for free. Head over to aussiefirebug.com forward slash share site to receive this special offer. Even if you're signing up to the free plan, using that link will score you four months for free if you ever decide to own more than 10 holdings within 60 days. Finish tax time with a click of a button using ShareSite by signing up today. That's aussiefirebug.com forward slash share site for your free four months. Fire slash life update. I've been thinking about this podcast for the past 18 months and to be honest, it's long overdue. So much has changed over the last 11 years since I first stumbled across fire. And if the podcast's feature image wasn't obvious enough, I've recently become a father. So now is the perfect time for a big update slash recap on life at the firebug household. Are we still chasing fire? A few people have noticed we haven't invested in shares since October 2022, which was over a year ago. Some community members have been commenting on my net worth articles and emailing me directly asking if we're still actively pursuing FIRE. The short answer is yes. The long answer is more interesting. For the first time since we started our FIRE journey, me and my wife, we have switched from accumulation to consumption. We've been dipping into our portfolio, so spending some of our dividends, every now and then for the last two years. And believe me when I say this is not a simple task to accomplish. When you've dedicated over a decade to pursuing a goal and have structured your life around constant optimization and channeling every available dollar into investments, it goes against your instincts to spend rather than save. Old habits die hard. Imagine asking a seasoned marathon runner who has spent years training for endurance races to suddenly become a professional weightlifter. But what's the point of investing if you never switch from accumulation to consumption? We earned around $43,000 in dividends last financial year. And on the website, I have the last financial year's performance from ShareSite. Even though the markets had an above average return last year, $43,000 is not quite enough for us to live off completely. However, it's a fair chunk of change that allows us to buy back our time now rather than waiting to hit some arbitrary number in a spreadsheet. During our FIRE journey, our priorities changed and the race to financial freedom no longer seems so important. And I'm going to touch on that theme a little bit later on in the podcast. A little side note here, 
This is a major consideration point that many Excel spreadsheets neglect to model for. Don't get me wrong, super is a fantastic vehicle to save for financial freedom. However, if your priorities change halfway through your journey, that money is locked away until your preservation age. Looking back, I'm really pleased that my wife and I decided paying extra in taxes was worth the added flexibility. Heavily inspired by the book Die With Zero by Bill Perkins, we knew that in our late 20s, we had a brief window of health, financial stability, and free time to explore parts of the world we had always wanted to visit. And that's exactly what we did. We traveled to over 30 countries and visited every continent on earth except for Antarctica. I found that many people in the FIRE community tend to be a bit cynical about the whole travel the world while you're young cliche. Sure, it's cool and all, but you know what's really cool? Never happen to work ever again. I held a similar belief for quite a while and often wondered whether those who splurged on travel were trying to convince themselves it was all worth it because they spent a fortune. But living overseas and visiting so many different cultures changed my point of view. I'm not saying it will be as transformational for everyone as it was for me, but traveling dramatically broadened my horizons, particularly regarding my relationship with meaningful work. Spending God knows how much we spent during those two years abroad, and I really don't know because I stopped tracking our expenses while we traveled overseas because I knew I knew I wouldn't be able to enjoy it as much if I knew exactly how much everything was costing. So I just put away the uh, the tracker for those two years. That money that we spent in some ways was more of an investment than saving our money and buying shares. And there's a really good quote that sums it up for me. Travel is the only thing you can buy that makes you richer. And that's from an anonymous source, unfortunately. Okay, next chapter. Retire from the rat race, not from work. When I reflect on my journey towards fire, it's crystal clear that my desire to escape the rat race was largely motivated by a job that left me unfulfilled. I wanted to create a passive stream of income so I could pursue other interests without worrying about paying the bills. Financial freedom was my ticket out of the monotonous nine to five grind and onto eternal happy land. I think many people are attracted to the idea of fire because they either hate their job or are left unfulfilled after spending most of their time there. And that that was me. I can relate to that part. My professional work life has had two distinct phases, pre-London and post-London. I worked for various levels of government in regional Victoria for eight years before my wife and I jetted off to the other side of the world for a two-year adventure. Pre-London, Matt enjoyed the people he worked with and even found parts of his job fun and interesting, but it was extremely rare for him to get excited about work. Work at that stage was 95% about making money so he could live his life outside of it. Public sector culture tends to be uh, a little bit sluggish, bureaucratic, definitely, lacking energy and occasionally downright wasteful. And to be honest, I never had a problem with any of that because as long as I was cashing my paycheck, it's all good. However, an unstimulating work environment can gradually destroy your creative spirit. Subconsciously, and it's funny, I think back now this is, this is so true, subconsciously I was checking out. Towards the end of my first job, I just didn't care what was going on. I had no passion for the work I was doing, no pride or excitement. I was just rocking up to collect money, talk with my mates and bounce. If you put up with this long enough, 
you may lose sight of or simply stop searching for the enjoyable aspect that meaningful work can provide, which is a terrible outcome. Or as Dr. Robert Duback so eloquently says at the end of the movie Step Brothers, don't lose your dinosaur. If you know that reference, you know. If you don't, (laughs) maybe watch the movie. Fast forward eight years and I started my first consultant gig in one of the busiest cities in the world. London is like a vibrant melting pot filled with diverse ideas, talented people, and innovations. It's filled with folk who are passionate about changing the world. I was working alongside some seriously talented people with incredible energy and an ambitious spirit that rubbed off on everyone that they worked with. It took me until I was 29 years old before I got my first taste of a kick-ass motivational and inspiring work culture with world-class leaders. I had a really interesting conversation with Carl Jensen, who's better known as Mr. 1500, and I'll put a link in the show notes so you can check out that podcast. We spoke in July and we spoke about the sliding doors moments and how fulfilling purposeful work has the power to inspire you to leap out of bed each morning. And Carl asked me a very thought-provoking question that went along the lines of, Would Aussie Firebug be a thing if I had moved overseas straight after uni and were genuinely inspired and satisfied by my job? And I've been thinking about that for a while now. And the honest answer would be no. Why would I need to reach financial freedom and escape the rat race if I was in a job I really liked? If I had truly been satisfied with my job, I wouldn't have been driven to explore other paths. That being said, even if someone enjoys their job, there are still very legitimate reasons to aim for financial freedom. However, in some cases, the burning desire to make necessary lifestyle changes may not be there. And it is really hard to change your lifestyle if you don't have a strong why of fi. All right, next chapter. So what now? In some strange way, I feel like we've skipped the full financial independence part and gone right ahead to the retire early portion. See, my version from the very start of retire early, which everyone has a slightly different version, was retire early from the rat race. It's never been about not working for me. And financial freedom isn't binary either. I think there are levels to financial freedom. From an Excel spreadsheet point of view, we haven't reached full-fledged financial freedom. But from a real-life point of view, I feel as free as a bird. I know that the portfolio will continue to compound over the years and eventually hit our fire number in that spreadsheet. But that part, it seems irrelevant to us now. I already feel like we've conquered the first mountain, financial independence, and now it's time to shift our attention and start building out what the next phase of our life looks like. And to me, that's the retire early part. Uh, Another sidebar, some people never get off their first mountain. They make all sorts of excuses to keep working another year and save and invest and save and invest. They drop their safe withdrawal rate from 4% to 3.5 and then to 3 just to make sure. I think a lot of people in the FIRE community have drifted away from the movement's initial objectives and principles. And for me, that was always live a happier and more satisfied life by buying back your freedom through intentional lifestyle choices and common sense investing. But if you never dare to take that initial leap from the first mountain, you remain stuck in the daily grind. Even if you've reached financial freedom and you've accumulated immense wealth, it sort of, to me, feels like, what is the point? 
if you never actually make the shift. Anyway, back to the the main point of this pod. I'm not kidding when I say I feel thankful for how my life has turned out almost every single day. The life I'm living right now was something Matt could only dream of in 2015, which is when I first started blogging and podcasting. I'm not just talking about all the travel either. I'm mainly talking about having complete control over my time during the week. Some days I spend traveling back and forth to Bunnings, doing home renovations with my old man. Some days I'll go for a walk with my sister and my little nephew for a few hours. Some days I'll have mum around and we'll catch up over a, a cuppa and we'll talk about their next trip that her and dad are going on. Some weeks I'll spend 40 hours working on my business if I'm in the zone, while other weeks are dedicated to getting Aussie Firebug content out there. And I know that <laughs> there hasn't been many weeks um, dedicated to Aussie Firebug content lately. I am working on that. Having absolute control over your time is a blessing, yet it also presents challenges. It's kind of like going to a restaurant that offers over 100 different meals. It can be overwhelming at first. You feel the need to look at every option just in case you get meal envy when you order something. Sometimes it's really nice to go to a restaurant that only offers like two to four dishes, but they really nail those two to four dishes. Having a job to go to gives people structure. And I've really appreciated that structure until I stepped outside of that nine to five. It took me two years, two years to actually figure out what I wanted to do work-wise, which is crazy. I always thought I knew what I wanted to do, but when you're put in that situation, it can be different, which is why I've always preached about start thinking about life after financial freedom um, before you actually get there, because it might not be what you think it is when it eventually arrives. So it took me two years to figure out what I wanted to do. And I don't care who you are, everyone has some sort of vice. We all need to engage in some sort of um, meaningful work, even if that doesn't necessarily result in earning money, such as volunteering. In the December 2022 net worth update, I wrote about my aspirations for bringing some of the vibrant work culture from the UK that I experienced back into my hometown in Victoria and my dream of a co-working space. Helping foster a local community of like-minded people is really important to me. It's part of what I've been missing since returning home from London. I haven't found my work people yet, but I know they're out there. I just need to bring them together. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes for our co-working Facebook page. Feel free to join and follow along. I guess the main point is that I march to the beat of my own drum these days. I will always be a finance nerd but I've completely lost the obsession I once had with investing, budgeting, tax minimalization strategies, et cetera, et cetera. I've even put a pause, not a pause, I've just, I've fallen out of love with consuming fire-related content, except for those people that, that make the content that I've been following for a while and have a deeper connection with as an individual rather than simply using it as motivation for our own journey. I'll continue to post our net worth updates until our passive income exceeds our expenses based on the 4% rule. And I think once that happens, I don't see a need to continue to publish those articles anymore. As far as our strategy is concerned, we are still aiming to build our passive income mainly through shares, cash, and a little bit of Bitcoin for some speculative fun. Our core mix of A200, VAS, and VTS remain the same. 
Our current target weightings for each market are 20% US, 20% world, and 60% Australia. Now, I know there will be plenty of people out there that will say that is weighted too heavily in Australia. However, I want to stress the significant psychological power of using dividends to cover your expenses rather than selling shares. We still haven't cracked open VTS or VEU, even though that was the original strategy. And I've come across countless members of the FIRE community who suffered the same fate. Many find it much simpler to use dividends that land in their bank account automatically as opposed to selling down their portfolio. There's some, there's a real mental block that I've experienced myself. And when you're first starting out, you might not fully appreciate it. I mean, can, some people can sell down their portfolio as well. It, potentially, it's just me. I've just met a lot of people that have experienced the same thing. And I think we must be pragmatic about these sort of things. Efficiency is important, of course, but there are times when it's wiser to choose a strategy you're most likely going to execute. And in our situation, that is receiving a lot of our returns from our portfolio in the form of dividends and not in capital gains. Next chapter. I'm a dad now. The biggest change of all has been a recent one. Mrs. Firebug and I welcomed the newest member of our family in September, marking a moment that forever changed our lives. I won't get into all the details about how this little bundle of joy has transformed our world because it's an emotion that only other parents can understand. But what I will say is that from a fire point of view, having a child really hammers home how important controlling your time really is. And to be fair, this is something I've been speaking about since I first started my blog in 2015. I knew all the way back when I first started work in 2011 that having a kid really chews up your time. One of my biggest motivators for reaching fire was to be able to do everything I love doing whilst also being a committed father. I just couldn't see how that was possible working 40 hours a week since I had so many extracurricular activities I enjoyed. And I had seen this story play out a bunch of times. People had kids and suddenly they can't find the time to look after themselves or they start foregoing activities that make them happy. They might be unable to focus on their health and fitness as much and become unwell. They begin to see friends and family less frequently than they used to. They start skipping social outings because they're exhausted from the week of work, et cetera, et cetera. From what I witnessed growing up, it appeared that new parents often set aside their passions and self-care to invest more time and energy into raising their child or their children. And that is a noble goal. But I selfishly wanted to put myself into a position where I could do everything that made me happy and be an awesome dad. Fire was going to give me my time back when I needed it the most. And it's pretty much worked out that way now. Friends and family have been asking me when my paternity leave finishes. And I'm like, I work for myself and more than 70% of our expenses are covered. Like I can take off as much time as I want. I feel incredibly fortunate to be able to have the best of both worlds. I've kicked off some projects that are fulfilling my desire for meaningful work, yet I also have the freedom to relax and spend entire days with my lovely daughter if I feel like it. This is what FIRE is all about in my opinion. Conclusion. Our FIRE goal from the very start 
was always about retiring early from the rat race. It was never about not working altogether or amassing the biggest fortune we could possibly make. From my experience, once we had around 50 to 70% of our expenses covered in passive income, that was enough to give me the confidence to quit the stable nine to five job and have a crack at something else without worrying about the money. For me, that starting a co-working space in my hometown, helping build a community of like-minded people and addressing my love of all things data through a business idea I've been cooking up. When you have autonomy over your time and start to work on projects that ignite your passion, you look forward to work almost every single day. There is also a really important concept that I hope you'll consider too. Similar to the unwritten rule of not starting another book before the current one is finished, it might feel like you're cheating if you jump ahead in the journey and begin enjoying the benefits of retire early before reaching financial independence. That's how I felt anyway. I couldn't go to the RE part before I finished the FI. However, not only is it perfectly okay to do so, I also believe it's the better path. I consider myself extremely fortunate that my partner and I found ourselves in a situation where I had to resign from my job to fulfill a bucket list item, and that was living abroad. That incident became the catalyst for stepping one foot off the FI mountain and starting to climb the RE one. But I'd like to be crystal clear, me and Mrs. Firebug, we are still on the journey towards fire. But we've decided to start enjoying the fruits of our labor sooner rather than later. So we're now drawing down part of our portfolio after devoting so much time and effort in our 20s building it. Life's short and I want to be as present as much as possible to watch our beautiful daughter grow up because ultimately that's what it's all about. Buying back your time to enjoy special moments with the people you love. That's the end of the episode, guys. I hope it gives a bit more context now on where we're at in our fire journey. As always, if you enjoy these episodes, you want me to make more, please consider leaving a review or rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I love creating these episodes. They're a labor of love, but it is always a good motivation boost to read those reviews. I'll see you on the next episode. Catch ya. Thanks for listening to another episode. For all the show notes, head over to aussiefirebug.com. Never miss another episode by subscribing to Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is for educational purposes only. Nothing in this episode should be taken as personal financial advice. You should always do your own research when making any financial decision.